Hello everyone, I'm Jonathan Schuler, and welcome to the Fortress of Truth. Thank you so much for joining today. God loves you, and I know He has great things in store for your life. Today we're going to continue to look in the Word of God at mercy and truth. We began this last time, and we're going to continue with this today. We were looking at Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3, beginning with verse 1. It says, My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. Now we saw last time, yes, this is Solomon writing this book, and he's writing this to his son. But we also saw in 2 Timothy chapter 3 that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God, the child of God, may be complete and thoroughly equipped unto all good works. So what we can see here in this passage is it's not just Solomon speaking to his son. It's our heavenly father speaking to his children. So when we see this and it says, my son, that's the Holy Spirit speaking directly to you. My son, my daughter, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Last time we were talking about how important it is to keep the Word of God, to not let it go, to not neglect it, to not just forsake it, but to hold on to it. We saw that Jesus taught a parable about four different types of ground and seed being sown into that ground. We saw that the seed is the Word of God and the soil, the different types of ground, is the condition of our heart. And we saw that Satan's tactic, the enemy's tactic, is to come immediately, as soon as the word is sown in our heart. He wants to come immediately and try and take that word away from us. Because he knows the power that is in the word of God. Hebrews 4 says that the Word of God is alive and full of power, sharper than any two-edged sword. The Word of God is powerful. It has the ability and the power to change your life for the better. You could be on a pathway to destruction and have no hope and look like all is lost, but then you hear the Word of God. You take the Word of God into your heart 
and you receive what he says to you and you believe his promises to you, and then the goodness of God will start to manifest and show up in your life, so much so it will turn your life 180 degrees. You could be going in the complete wrong direction, but if you start taking in the word of God, feeding on the word of God, watering that seed that's planted down on the inside of you, and it can change your life 180 degrees from going the complete wrong way to pursuing God and following his plan for your life. And God says in Jeremiah 29, 11, that his plans for us are good plans. Therefore, our good, they're not to harm us. His plans are to prosper us and to give us hope and a future. This is the power of the word of God. And the enemy knows this. So his tactic is to get you to turn loose of the word of God. Turn loose of it. Don't keep it. Don't hold on to it. Turn it loose. And he does this through thoughts, through feelings, through pressures coming on you from the outside. Well, I know God said that he wants you well. He said in 1 Peter 2, 24, by the stripes of Jesus, you were healed. I know he said that he purchased your healing and he, he forgives all of your iniquities and heals all of your diseases in Psalm 103. I know he said all that, but look at the medical report. That's a pretty scary diagnosis. And look at how you feel. Look at the pain that's in your body. Look at how weak you are. And look at all of this coming against you. There's no way. There's no way that the word of God could come to pass in your life. You're too far gone. These are his thoughts. These are the enemy's thoughts. And if these thoughts come to you, you need to take them captive and make them, bring them into subjection to the obedience of Christ. 2 Timothy chapter 10 says that the weapons of our warfare are not natural weapons. We're not fighting our spiritual enemy with guns and knives. We're fighting him with the word of God. Ephesians chapter 6 details the armor of God. And it says that we have the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We are fully decked out in God's armor, and he's equipped us and enabled us to win over the enemy, to triumph and be victorious over the enemy every single time. The question is, will we fight the good fight of faith? Or will we just lie down and let the enemy take away the word of God from us and steal and kill and destroy in our life? Well, as for me, I'm going to fight the good fight of faith. 
and I believe you will too. Those who hunger and thirst after the word of God shall be filled, Jesus said. And if you are spiritually vigilant, you're watchful, you're aware, you're not passive and sleeping and just letting whatever will be, be, then you will fight the good fight of faith. And God says that he always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. But we have to keep the word of God. We have to fight the good fight of faith. We can't just be passive and just let the enemy walk all over us and he'll steal the word from us. And then the word will bear no fruit in our life because it was stolen away from us. We didn't keep it. It's not our job to make the word of God grow in our life and produce fruit. It is our job to keep the word of God in us. We're right here in Proverbs chapter three. Let's look over at Proverbs four. This is another admonition from the Lord to us. Proverbs four, beginning with verse 20. It starts out the same way. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Notice that he says here, attend to my words, my son, my daughter, my child. Attend to my words. Pay attention to the word of God. The scripture tells us that there are many voices in the world and none of them are without significance. They all think that they're the most important voice. But the only voice that really matters is the word of God. What is God saying to you? That's what you should pay attention to. Turn off all the other voices. Turn off all the negative stuff saying that you'll never make it, that you'll never succeed in life, that you'll never live out the promises of God. Turn all that off and instead pay attention to the word of God. What has God promised to you in his word? It says in 1 Corinthians, or excuse me, in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, all the promises of God in Christ are yes and amen. Every promise in the word of God that you find where God promised something, that promise is yes and amen to you. Yes and so be it. If you take a promise in the word of God and you go to the Lord about it, if you say, Lord, is this your will for me to have this promise and experience this? His answer is going to be yes. And then it's up to us to say, amen. So be it in my life. That's what Mary did when Gabriel came to her and said that you're going to have a child without knowing a man. You're going to call his name Jesus. 
At first, Mary didn't understand it. And then Gabriel explained that the power of the Holy Spirit would come on her. And Mary just believed what God was speaking through his angel. And so she said, here, here I am, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to your word. That's what the word amen means. It means so be it in my life. I believe you, I receive it, and I'm going to live it out. So all of the promises of God, God will never tell us no when we take one of his promises to him and ask him, Lord, is this your will for me to live out this promise? His answer for every single promise is yes. Then it's up to us to speak out our amen and say, so be it in my life. And then we keep that word and God causes it to grow in our heart and to produce fruit. And before long, we'll be looking around and seeing the manifestation of the goodness of God everywhere we turn. Because we believed God's word, we kept it, we didn't let the enemy steal it from us, and God brought his powerful word to pass in our life. Once again, in Proverbs 4, he says, Pay attention to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings, let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. When we keep the word of God and we don't turn loose of it, the word of God will bring life to us because we found it and we applied it to our life. And we're holding on to that word. We're believing God. Not a matter of gritting your teeth and grinning and bearing it, so to speak. We're holding on and we're believing God and we're at rest in Him, knowing that He is well able to bring His word to pass in our life. Our job is to not turn loose of it, but to stay in that rest to not allow pressures and thoughts and feelings to try and get us out of the rest of God. Our job is to stay in that rest. Our perspective should be, no matter what comes against me, I'm trusting God. I believe His word will come to pass. Well, yes, but what about this medical report? I believe the word of God will come to pass in my life. Well, what about the economy? What about your situation at work? I believe the word of God will come to pass in my life. God is well able to fulfill his word. That incorruptible seed of God's word is not going to be affected by all of the situations going on around me, all of the storms of life coming against me. Why is that? Because the word of God is alive and powerful, and it will prevail over everything that comes against us.
Our job is to hold on to it and to not let it go. That yes, the storms of life will try and blow it away from us, will try and tear it from our hand, but as long as we hold on to the Word of God, no matter what, and we stay in that position of rest, trusting God, we will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And when that happens, when we stay steadfast on the word of God and we're not moved by the storms of life, the word of God will bring life to us and the word of God will bring health to all of our flesh. If only we hold on to the word and we don't be moved by what's going on around us. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. We're not looking at the things that are going on around us, the situations, the storms of life. We're not focusing on that. Yes, it's real. Yes, it's going on around us. Yes, we can see it. But we're not focused on that. We're focused on the unchanging Word of God that will be our sure foundation and our solid rock through every storm. And when we stay planted on the Word of God, we won't be shaken. There isn't a storm big enough to disable the Word of God in our life. And the Word of God will produce life, and it will bring health to all of our flesh. And now verse 23. The Lord is continuing to admonish us here. And he says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. We need to be very careful about what we let into our heart through our eyes, through our ears, get down into our heart. Whatever we take in through our eyes and through our ears, that's what gets down into our heart. If we're continually feeding on the medical report, looking at the medical report, hearing the diagnosis, doing research on all of the possible symptoms and outcomes of this diagnosis, then that's magnifying the diagnosis. That's focusing on that and it's getting down into your heart. And what's happening is it's pulling the Word of God away from you. The Word of God says, by the stripes of Jesus, you were healed. The Word of God says that He heals all your diseases. The Word of God says I sent my word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. The word of God says, the son of righteousness has risen with healing in his wings. The word of God says that Jesus went around doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil and that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Word of God says all of this, and all of this is incorruptible seed. But if you 
focus on the negative report and you focus on what the enemy is telling you, what the situations are telling you, the pressures that are coming against you, that word of God, that incorruptible seed can be stolen away from you. And that's the enemy's tactic, is to try and get the word away from you. We could be like this. I know God said that I'm healed. I believe your word, Lord. I believe what you said. I believe, I, I believe, oh, oh my. Oh, look at that diagnosis. Oh my, look at how I feel. Oh my, this pain in my side. Oh, oh, this could be life-threatening. Oh my goodness. No, 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 no. I, I believe the word of God. I believe God's word will come to pass in my life. Oh, but this pain. Oh, but this diagnosis. No, I believe the word of God. We have to stay steadfast. We can't get swayed off of the path of God's word. We have to guard what gets into our heart. Keep the word of God in our heart. Guard your heart. Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. That's where your life proceeds from. Whatever you have in your heart in abundance, that's what's going to determine the course of your life. Verse 24. Put away from thee a froward mouth, and perverse lips put far from thee. Now, why would he start talking about what we're saying when he's speaking about guarding your heart? You have to guard your heart because Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Whatever's down in your heart in abundance, as we just saw, that's where your life is going to be going. And that's the words that you're going to be speaking. Watch out that you don't negate the word of God with what you're saying. Don't be negative. Don't be down on yourself. Don't be speaking all of the negative stuff, all of the negative reports. Speak the word of God. Put the word of God in your mouth. Take God's promise and start saying that. Get rid of all of the negative stuff. Get rid of all the stuff that is contrary to the word of God. And instead, focus on his word and stay with him and keep that word. Verse 25. Let thine eyes look right on, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. We have to keep the word of God and hold on to the word of God. We can't afford to turn away from it to the right hand or to the left. 
to go after other fanciful notions or to get distracted by all of the pressures coming against us, we have to stay looking straight ahead or as the scripture says, looking right on, looking right before us to the word of God. In Matthew chapter 14, we find the account of Jesus' disciples. They were in a boat crossing a sea and they were about in the middle of the lake when all of a sudden a huge storm arose and they were doing their best to keep the ship together and to keep from sinking. All of a sudden, as they're battling this storm, they look over and they see Jesus walking on the water towards them. And Peter says, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, come. So then Peter throws his leg over the side of the boat and jumps down out of the comfort zone onto the water. And then he starts walking on the water toward Jesus. Now this defies the law of nature. I don't know about you, but I haven't been able to walk on water. And yes, I have tried. Where we grew up, I, we had a swimming pool. And I was thinking about this story one day and I thought, I'm gonna do this myself. Well, needless to say, I got wet. I did not walk on the water. <laughs> but Peter did. He was standing on Jesus' word to him, come. And Peter heard that word and he had faith that he could do what God told him to do. So he was walking on the water. But then the scripture says that Peter got distracted. He was looking straight at Jesus and walking on the water, seeing a great miracle. But then he started looking at the storm around him. He started looking at the wind and the waves and realized, what am I doing out here? This is terrible. This is an awful storm. What am I doing out here? And besides, we can't, men can't walk on the water. What am I doing out here? And look at how tall those waves are. Feel how strong the wind is. He got his eyes off of Jesus. He took his eyes away from the word and began to sink. Well, friends, let's don't let this be us. We're going to be steadfast on the word of God. We're going to stay with him and we're going to see the miraculous power of God working in our life. And we're going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Keep your heart, guard your heart, keep the word of God. Don't let the enemy steal it from you. No matter what happens, be like that bulldog. Grab hold of the word of God and just don't let go. When this happens, you will see the goodness of the Lord and the abundant life that he has planned for you.
Praise the Lord. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, be sure and subscribe so that you follow us and you'll never miss an episode of The Fortress of Truth. And be sure and join us again next time as we continue talking about mercy and truth. We'll see you next time on The Fortress of Truth.